Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Under the heading of, well, that's a bummer. I guess that would be a bummer news. Uh, Cerebral, the mental health telehealth startup, said yesterday it would pause Adderall and ADHD medication prescriptions for new patients. Now, the move comes amid their, you know, growing concern that the startup's prescription writing practices aren't quite strict enough. Just a few days ago, the company's preferred pharmacy, TruePill, said it would no longer fulfill or deliver prescriptions for controlled substances like Adderall and Vivance. V-Y-V-A-N-S-E. It's another, you know, Adderall-type prescription drug. Now, I don't know if that means that if you already have a prescription that TruePill will fulfill it or that they're going to be fulfilled from another pharmacy. But uh, Cerebral was the lockdown diamond. I mean, they registered 200,000 plus patients throughout the pandemic. They're expanded to all 50 states. They've got uh, Simone Biles as its chief impact officer. And they valued it as $4.8 billion. Now, some of the former employees have accused uh, Cerebral of over-prescribing meds. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, they say that they've overworked providers and over-marketing on social apps. Oh, I, mean, I hate that they're promoting themselves on social apps. Huh. So I, I know that one of their former VPs uh, has sued the company for over-prescribing the ADHD meds. Which is, you know, very possible. But, you know, if you are, uh, if you're a customer of Cerebral and are getting Adderall or Vivance uh, medication prescriptions through them, you may want to start looking somewhere else because uh, you're not going to be getting it from them. And isn't that a bummer? Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So I did a stop by on uh, Brad Stagg's uh, Mojo Five O morning show, whatever it's called there over there at Mojo Five O Radio. And Brad and I were talking about a story that we found uh, yesterday about the uh, Storage Wars guy, Dan Dotson, the auctioneer, who does you know Storage Wars. And he was telling a story about uh, someone finding $6 million inside a storage unit that they bought for $390. That would be pretty sweet, and that's the hope of everyone, right? That's why you do it. You hope to find uh, stuff that's worth a lot of money that you paid not much for. Hello, that's why you go to yard sales. Everybody hopes that they're going to find the painting that has the Constitution behind it. We've done stories all the time about the guys that find the pieces of art at yard sales, or I'm sorry, they're called estate sales now. We did the story yesterday about the Wicked Bible, the guy found at the estate sale, that, uh, you know, it's just amazing finds. 
And then he goes on in the story to talk about an event he was at where an older Asian woman at the table next to me kept looking at me like she wanted to tell me something. Eventually, she walked up and told me her husband works with a guy. So this is a lady who's telling Dan about a, her husband who works with a guy. So she's hearing the story from her husband <laughs> about another guy. So, I, you know, who knows? But uh, she claimed that the guy bought... Uh, $500, I bought a unit from Dan uh, for $500 and found a safe inside. And inside that safe was $7.5 million. Now, that's amazing in and of itself. I mean, what a find, right? Then part of the story was that one person couldn't open it, and then finally somebody opened it, and there was $7.5 million inside. Now, the story goes on to say that he didn't keep the money. He said he was contacted by a lawyer who claimed to represent the original owners of the unit. And so he was offered 465000 to give the rest of the money back. And he said, no, 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 I'm not doing that. Now, according to this story, the second offer came in. And the second offer was $930,000, which he accepted, and then returned the rest. I would say my first gut reaction to that is, uh, no. <laughs> uh, how about no? But I guess, you know, it could have been owned by, my guess is, my personal guess is that it was owned by some kind of cartel member or a Russian mafia guy or girl and they were like look that's our money and uh we want it back and we'll give you we'll give you something to give it back to us uh if you don't give us any money we're going to just come and take the money (laughs) you decide which and i'm reminded you know they said that he was offered the first one and then he was offered the second one and he took the second one i was reminded of a story when i lived in new jersey for a summer i i rented an apartment from this guy on Park Avenue right there by the Lincoln Tunnel in Weehawken, New Jersey. And he had a house there on the hill that has, you know, three three levels and he had three apartments and the bottom one was, you know, open and he rented it to me. And he, you know, he got a, I got a great price on it. He said, don't worry about it. You don't need to sign anything. He knew who I was, which was very kind of him. And uh, he was a great guy. He had bought a ranch down in the Carolinas and he just wanted someone to live in the bottom apartment and make a little extra cash because he was getting ready to sell it. All those houses in Weehawken along the Park Avenue there were being purchased and revamped by the Russian mafia guys because they're the ones that had all the money. Apparently not anymore. They're getting seized. But, uh, and he said that he's just waiting for the knock on the door to, for someone to, you know, come to him and buy the house. And he said, you don't decline twice. They, they make you an offer. You're able to say, no, I don't want that. I want, and then they come back again and make a second offer. And you always take the second offer. You, because if you don't take the second offer, uh, something happens. (laughs) I don't know what. Uh, you know, maybe the house burns down. Maybe you get into some sort of accident falling down the stairs. I'm not sure what could happen, but you take the second offer. And that's what I think happened here is that because of, even if you don't say anything, like the odds are, you look, when you find a bunch of money or something like that, I've talked a long time about, you just put it in the closet and that's the way you live. You, that's the money that you spend on stuff and you don't tell anyone. You know, you don't 
try to you gradually put extra money into your bank account into your funds but you don't eat a little at a time but when you go shopping you go to get gas you buy the kids shoes you go you know you use that money and uh, so you don't tell anybody but if it's owned if that you know storage unit was owned by you know a member of a group that you don't want to necessarily know uh, up close and personal uh, they're going to know that that money was there and despite you being quiet they're going to hello uh, Mr. Fisher we understood you uh, bought the storage unit <laughs> yes I did and what, there was a safe in there not when I bought it I don't know what happened <laughs> <laughs> what there was a safe in there not uh not when i took it over i looked everywhere there was no no safe in there from me <laughs> that's the only way you give that money back only way because other than that you just know uh you should not have let the uh the agreement lapse on the storage unit it's now mine unless it's you know part of a group that you don't want to have to come back to the house anymore. And I'm sure that's what happened. It is that time of year again. The four-day orgy extravaganza that promises kinky customers unlimited sex. As they get underway today, uh, somewhere in the greater Las Vegas, Nevada area, uh, from today through the weekend. Uh, tickets were only uh, 4500 bucks. And uh, it's put on by the Good Girls Company. Now, they're only selling 50 tickets. They've hired 100 prostitutes for the event. So each guest has access to two girls per day. So I guess you have to like girls to go to this event. Um, all the girls have been tested. They're free of any sexual diseases. And uh, at any moment, you can switch girls with the other 50 guests if they agree to it. It's, of course, in an undisclosed location outside of uh, Las Vegas. And, I, you know, is it worth it for 4500 bucks? Yeah. I, I, let me go on record as saying, yeah, it's worth it. Now, there's HIV testing and STI testing on site. They don't mention anything about COVID or any COVID testing, but I'm sure that they have it. You're not going to have an event uh, in today's world without that. And there's only 50 guests. Now, they claim in this story, and they've claimed before. This happened before, and then it got canceled. Remember the one time it was supposed to be in, um, I think, Columbia? And uh, then the Columbia people got pissed and they canceled it. And so, you know, I, who knows? But, it, you know, the, will it get canceled in the U.S.? If they find it, if they can find the undisclosed location. The problem is they, they also talk about how it's drug friendly. And I guess that means that if you bring it, it's okay. Uh, they have horseback riding and they're going to have some kind of, and they have casino tours listed on their event schedule. If you want to take the time to do that, uh, how about no? And, uh, they're having some holograph concert available. Uh, it sounds like, why would I do that? And they're saying that you can go on helicopter rides as well. And all of that is cool. The drug friendly thing. I mean, I'm a fan, but I would say that, uh, you know, good luck. Uh, if they, you know, now you're talking about uh, breaking the law, right? Uh, they talked about what type of drugs were there. 
during the last event, one of the party goers was saying that uh, he was there was all kinds of drugs there. I don't know if you you know were to purchase it if they're selling it to you, which is another problem. Or if they just have nothing to do with it, and one guy is or one girl is the drug dealer and has, you know, everything you need, and they, you know, the company, the good girls company has, we don't have anything to do with it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> now, if you are in, uh, uh, you know, in the party mood and you have the money, why not? Uh, it's four days. It, no sleep. I mean, you want to stay up for the whole time. I'll tell you that. It'd be very difficult to think about sleeping for those four days. So, of course, you know, they talked about how the, you know, pills and poppers and cocaine were there and they were doing that, uh, the stuff called uh, Toothy, the pink drug that you snort. And that's, you know, sure there's been overdoses and stuff with that, but there's been overdoses with all those drugs. <laughs> It's not going to happen to you. Stop it. <laughs> and so, you know, I would say that if you could afford it, 4500 bucks for four days does not sound that expensive for an event that you're going to go and just have do nothing but business for four days. I mean, holy cow. It would be uh, for forty five hundred bucks. That would be well worth the money. You're spending that on vacation anyway. Oh, don't give me that perv. It's a bunch of perverts. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but you know. So you figure if you got to spend money on the drugs and the alcohol, and uh, you know that anything that you drinks and stuff. Now you're talking about some cash. So you figure the four days is going to cost you what ten grand. Uh, I don't know. If you got an extra ten grand laying around, might be worth it. Well, and of course you were single. Don't be silly. <laughs> I'm not talking about committing adultery. That would be just completely wrong. Speaking of doing drugs, though, Eli Lilly has a new weight loss drug that they say is going to be released uh, in not too short a time. Uh, they're in a 72-week trial. It involved 2,539 people who were obese or overweight with another medical condition. Now, they're the people taking the highest dose of the experimental drug tirzepatid. Amorphophallus. No. No, it's uh, terzepatide. Yeah, terzepatide. That's what I said. T i r z e p a t i d e. Amorphophallus. No. Terzepatide. Yeah. Okay, they lost roughly fifty pounds, or twenty-one percent of their weight, in the late-stage clinical trial. That is amazing. Those taking a low dose of the drug, which is injected weekly, lost about 35 pounds or about 15% of their body weight. That's incredible. Be ready for this weight loss drug to hit the market. It's going to be worth billions. And I don't know what they're going to end up calling Tizepertide. Uh, it seems like they're probably going to have another little name for it. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, lose the fat prescription. 
But, uh, you know, I would call it chewing the fat. Oh, hello. Eli Lilly, call me or email me at chewingthefat at theblaze.com. You can direct message me down on Twitter, too, at JeffyJFR. You can, you know, message me on Facebook or Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. Either way, uh, we can help you come up with a, you know, good name for uh, Terry Zepp. What? Terry Zeppetize. Yeah, that's what I said. So, you know how your mom or your, you know, mother of your children always want to call and talk for a while, and they're always doing something else when they call. I don't know, you know, they're, they're, they're doing the laundry, they're cleaning, or they're sitting out back drinking a cup of coffee, taking a moment to relax, and they want to talk to you about what's coming up, and they want to talk about the schedule, and as they're sitting out back, they put you on speaker, and you can't hear them, and you want to keep saying yes, so here you go uh so this mother's day uh let's make the next mom call extra special okay spoil your mom or the mother of your children with the gift of quality premium wireless audio courtesy of raycon raycon wireless earbuds are a must-have for super moms and all those masters of multitasking who need to keep their hands free with Raycons. They can stay entertained listening to their favorite podcast, like this one, or music. Plus, take phone calls, which is what I'm talking about, with vivid voice technology, all hands-free. Raycons are user-friendly for those moms who are just switching to wireless earbuds if they haven't used them before. Easy to set up, easy to use, and seamless Bluetooth pairing. I, I tell you... While I'm not a mom, I have been called a mother before. Uh, I love my Raycons. And the Raycon work earbuds uh, that I have are awesome. And uh, they they come in a bunch of fun colors. You can find any color that suits your mom or the mother of your children's personality and style. They have the optimized gel tips for the perfect in-air fit. And they're just so comfortable in your ears. And they're not going to budge. You can, she can dance around or jump around or just lean back and relax on that back porch sofa while she's drinking her coffee. So she won't have a hard time using them. For the mom on the go, Raycons offer eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life with a compact portable charging case. They're priced just right. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. And Raycon's Everyday Earbuds have over 49,000 five-star reviews. Perfect fitting for your five-star mom. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So if you want your mom to enjoy listening to your voice or someone else's voice, Raycons are the way to do it. I was just thinking the other day, I was looking at the Raycon website because I'm thinking about ordering another pair. And I don't know uh, which pair I want because they have uh, they have some new styles. So uh, I was just checking them out. And I really do like uh, my work earbuds. I, I, I think I'm just going to, you know, I'll probably just might get another pair of those. But uh, the my daughter uses the... Uh, the original Raycons and they just pop in and she's dancing around out back. So if that's what your mom or the mother of your children want to do is dance around or talk to you on the back porch or talk to them while they're doing their chores, darn it. (laughs) Raycons is what they should be wearing. Tell the mom how much you love her. 
Make sure she hears it in crystal clear audio quality with Raycon. Go to buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day order. That's buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. 15% off your Mother's Day order. B-U-Y raycon.com slash Jeffy. You know, just make sure that she knows how much you love her. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh. So good. When is a whopper not a whopper? Well, according to Walter Coleman, uh, it's not a whopper when he purchases it. He's pissed and he's suing him. He's suing Burger King. His class action lawsuit against Burger King is a bid to hold the company accountable. Damn it, he wants his money back. <laughs> In addition to monetary damages, he demands that Burger King correct the deceptive behavior. Yeah, yeah, okay. I feel cheated when uh, the actual size of the burgers is like 35% smaller than what they say. And it just, the company portrays these burgers, oversized meat patties with ingredients that overflow over the bun to make it appear that the burgers are at least 35% larger in size. They contain more than double the meat, but no. Uh, they do not. That does not happen. And he's not the only one. The complaint cites tweets, tweets from angry customers and media reports to argue the problem is widespread. Advertisements for its burger from Burger King. The menu items are unfair and financially damaging consumers as they are receiving food that is much lower in value than what was promised. So we'll see. The lawsuit alleges that Burger King began to exaggerate the size of its menu items in September of 2017. So anyone who bought an overstated Burger King item between then and when the lawsuit is resolved is considered a member of the plaintiff's class action lawsuit. Big or small, according to the attorney uh, in out of Florida, Anthony Russo, big or small justice is justice and laws are laws. And just because something happens to appear in someone's opinion to be minor doesn't mean that it is. Think about it. The think about it was me, not Anthony. Anthony went on to say left unchecked misleading advertisements could become the rule rather than the exception. Now, uh, you know, I mean, everyone wants to have their product shine in their commercials. But Burger King, this is not the first time. Right in 2010, British regulators found an ad for Burger King's Tender Crisp chicken sandwich. They found that to be misleading, and they pulled it off the air. The band followed a customer complaints that the Tender Crisp size, and an investigation by the Advertising Standards Authority. And I love them. Uh, the burgers, not really. The burgers in the hands of an average size man did not fill the hands to the same extent as the burger featured in the advertisement. So they've already been pulling this for years. So uh, the tender crisp is not included in the current lawsuit, but uh, the list includes uh, the single quarter pounder king, fully loaded croissant, which, and the chain signature, the Whopper. I do like the croissant, which is though. 
Uh, I'm a fan of the Burger King croissants, but that's uh, that's just me. But uh, it's amazing how many lawsuits against food companies there are, and I, you know, many of them could be, you know, frivolous, no question about it. But they say now more than 280 cases like this were filed in 2021, uh, class action lawsuits against food and beverage companies. Whew. That's uh, quite a bit. And they had the Pop-Tart lawsuit that we talked about where they filed $5 million against Kellogg's because uh, the Pop-Tarts were not <laughs> didn't contain as many strawberries as advertised. Now they threw that out. The judge uh, dismissed a lawsuit against uh, Pop-Tarts. We'll see. Uh, no, wait. Now, wait a minute. It says here that uh, the judge last week dismissed a lawsuit with similar allegations about strawberry Pop-Tarts. But it doesn't talk about that particular lawsuit. So maybe that lawsuit is still ongoing. Those damn big Pop-Tart, man. <laughs> I mean, Kellogg's a big company. They're suing the United Kingdom government right now as we speak over uh, the display of their cereals. I know. So they've tried to have reasonable conversation with the government without success. So they are going before the courts in New England because there's new restrictions in the United Kingdom limiting the promotion of food and drink that is high in fat, salt, and sugar. And that's supposed to start later this year. So shoppers will no longer see unhealthy items featured at checkout stores, the entrances and the aisle ends. So they, the government says, oh, these will help tackle childhood obesity and wants healthy snacks to be at the forefront of store advertisements. Oh, uh, okay. Now, Kellogg's argument, <laughs> I don't know that I buy it, but I'm not the court in the United Kingdom. Kellogg says, uh, hey, 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 your restrictions uh, fail to consider the nutritional value of the milk added to the products. Oh, Okay. <laughs> so according to the BBC, uh, crunchy nut and fruit and fiber are two Kellogg's brands that are considered to be high in fat, sugar, or salt in their dry form. However, adding milk is going to reduce the proportion of sugar and salt content in relation to the overall weight of the serving. So we should be right up there at the front of the store. I mean, I hope they win. They should be able, the store should be able to put what they want where they want. That's kind of agonizing. And you decide. What? Personal choice? I know. I know. Weird. As long as we're talking about cereal, I see we're a Tropicana. Oh, we missed it. Oh, darn it. Darn it. Yesterday, May the 4th be with you day, was National Orange Juice Day. Gosh, darn it. And we missed the Tropicana crunch cereal made specifically to be mixed with orange juice instead of milk yum tropicana crunch it's the first ever cereal to be created to pair with tropicana pure premium orange juice now i'm i'm uh, you know i'm a fan of tropicana orange juice i like it i'm a big fan uh, i could be a fan of the tropicana crunch cereal i don't know does it taste different with milk uh, apparently it's on sale it started uh you know on sale yesterday may the fourth be with you day uh apparently the company is going to give away boxes for free what oh my gosh why did uh, this i've had this story in my pie in the fat pile for uh, uh several days now and i kept 
you know, I'll get to it. I'll get to the cereal with with orange juice. I didn't realize this is what happens when you don't when you don't open it up. You just go with the headline. So I got to run to the store see if they still have some. Friend. There's no way. If you went to the store yesterday, you would have received your Tropicana Crunch free box, and it's probably just one of the little ones. They don't have the full box. You're gonna have to purchase anyway. But they want you to buy the. Here we'll give you a box of Tropicana Crunch. Buy our Tropicana Pure Premium Orange Juice. That's only a million dollars a half gallon. Goes great with this cereal. Doesn't say if it's good with milk as well. After experimenting with various flavors and textures, Tropicana decided on a granola-based cereal because it can resist the acidity in OJ better than flakes, which would become soggy more rapidly. The honey almond flavor was chosen to counteract the tartness of the orange juice. It's a bold attempt to address some of orange juice's perceived faults. For the second time in the last year with the orange juice matching cereal, Tropicana toothpaste was produced last year as a limited edition giveaway of a toothpaste that was specifically designed to keep your orange juice tasting good after brushing your teeth. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't get any of the free Tropicana toothpaste either. I've got, we've got, I got to put May 4th on the, on the calendar other than the May the 4th be with you. Ugh. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. All right, we've got some headlines that uh, you should know just for, you know, hanging out and uh, knowing what's going on around the world. A jersey worn by Argentina's Diego Maradona when he scored the famous Hand of God goal in the 1986 World Cup. And who can forget the famous 1986 World Cup Hand of God gold? Uh, Just sold for $9.3 million at Sotheby's auction. So congratulations for to the new owner of uh, Argentina's Diego Maradona's Hand of God jersey. It's the most expensive piece of sports memorabilia ever sold at auction. The original Modern Olympic Manifesto in New York a couple years ago sold for $8.8 million. So this is, again, the new record of sports memorabilia. Uh, TurboTax parent company Intuit agreed to a settlement with all 50 states. So if you have used uh, Intuit, uh, attorney generals over the advertising of its tax filing services, they kept saying free, free, free when eh, not so much. Uh, not so much. Uh, they are going to shell out $141 million to 4.4 million low-income customers who were eligible for the IRS's free file program as well as fix its allegedly deceptive ad prices. Weird how these companies have been deceptively 
<laughs> promoting their products. Weird how that happens. And my man Garth Brooks, you know him, you love him, uh, had uh, a small created a small earthquake at his concert at the LSU's Tiger Stadium. Hundred over a hundred thousand fans uh, were there, and he uh, got them uh, jumping up and down and yelling and making noise. And a seismograph on campus registered a small quake. So congratulations to Garth and the LSU Tiger Stadium fan goers for Garth and uh, for creating a small earthquake in Louisiana. So if you felt the ground shake uh, in your neck of the woods around uh, LSU's Tiger Stadium, uh, it wasn't a real earthquake. It was just the Garth Stadium. But I'm told that you could hear it for quite a distance uh, around the area. So you're used to it. Plus, if you live in that neck of the woods, I mean, the LSU games, there's over 100,000 fans there. And I'm sure there is many a game when they are uh, making a lot of noise and there's a lot of things happening. Not quite earthquake noise, but uh, pretty close. So you're used to it, right? You're going, ah, another, another something going on at the stadium. Ah, we got to be used to it. Get it over with. But that's pretty incredible that Garth is uh, creating uh, that much at a, at a concert. Amazing. Would have been fun to be there. And Cameo, just when I'm getting my Cameo up and running, they lay off 25% of the workforce. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Uh, that, that doesn't bode well, but you know, maybe they're just, maybe they're just, you know, too many people doing the same thing, right? They laid off more than 80 employees, about a quarter of its workforce. And the company told employees about the plans, uh, and said, uh, Hey, we got an all hands on meeting. We're going to reduce our headcount. We've all been in those meetings before. Uh, it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fun. And, you know, of course, we need to balance our cost with our cash reserves. Yeah, we know. We got it. That just means I'm out of a job. So good luck. God bless to those employees at Cameo. Hope my man Nate is still there. The Fed chair, Jerome Powell, uh, jacked up the interest rates by half a percentage point yesterday. If you're listening live today is the 5th, uh, May 5th. Uh, so it's the largest rate increase since 2000. First time since 2006 that the Fed has increased rates in back-to-back meetings. But according to the Fed, hey, it's not an ordinary move, but these aren't ordinary times. Consumer prices surged 8.5% annually in March, the highest rate in 41 years. And we all, I mean, we all see that. There's no doubt about that. And so they're trying to keep prices stable is one of the Fed's main responsibilities. And uh, according to a lot of critics, they have not been doing a good job of that. Well, I mean, yeah, inflation is uh, going through the roof. So we'll see if this helps or if we need to do more. But uh, be prepared for uh, things costing more. I'm not sure that this is going to uh, do what they intend it to do. Starlink is going to provide wireless internet for free on Hawaiian Airlines, and they're going to get started uh, next year. It's, a, it's the first deal with a major airline. Uh, Starlink, why don't you just, uh, hey, Elon, you got enough money. That's your deal. We're letting you put up like 8 billion satellites around the globe. How about everybody gets it for free? Huh? That's what I like. Everybody gets it for free. Right now. Okay, so I said uh, I, I said uh, you know 8 billion satellites. That's a little little high. So they have about 2,000 low-Earth orbit satellites orbiting. Uh, Yeah, we ought to all get it for free. You're welcome. Because uh, I don't want that to happen. So Starlink, we're going to see Hawaiian's plan 
for complementary connectivity with Starlink would increase the pressure for rivals. I mean, that's the deal, right? Elon says, I'll give it to you for free. It's like a drug dealer. And so uh, JetBlue and Delta, all these airlines need to start providing uh, internet that works and doesn't cost a fortune. And so Elon is like, yeah, mine. uh, why don't you uh, pay me to uh, access Starlink on your airlines? That would be great. Thank you. Have a good day. And in a large-scale study of pet dogs, uh, it revealed that an individual animal's breed has little to do with its personality. Researchers say modern breeds have become disconnected from evolutionary behaviors. Huh. Isn't that interesting? You could make the case, I'm not a scientist, but you could make the case that that's true with humans. (laughs) (laughs) we have become disconnected with evolutionary behaviors anyway in this study we uh they compared the behavior and ancestry of more than eighteen thousand dogs and they found that ancestry does affect behavior breed has much less to do with the dog's personality than it's generally supposed to. When you adopt a dog based on its breed, you're getting a dog that looks a certain way. But as far as behavior goes, it's kind of luck of the draw. I'm making that case for humans as well. Uh, That's just me. I haven't done a large-scale study, uh, although my study is just here every day at Chewing the Fat, bringing your stories from around the globe and i believe that humans could be put into this as well uh we talk about uh, breeds of modern invention humans have been shaping how dogs look and behave since domestic dogs first evolved from wolves more than ten thousand years ago but for most of that time these efforts were focused on dogs working ability how well they herded livestock guarded against danger or pulled sleds for example but uh, breeds as we think of them today, uh, beagles, pugs, labradors are a byproduct of more recent evolutionary meddling starting about 200 years ago. So anyway, my point is, <laughs> well, you've already heard my point. I know that, uh, they believe that modern breeds have become disconnected from evolutionary behaviors. Eh. Uh, so have we, so have we. And I'll leave you with a reminder from at fact, uh, people are not mirrors. They see you completely differently than the way you see yourself. And that reminded me of a, uh, the quote from, uh, Charles Cooley that, uh, I am not what I think I am. I am not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Think about it. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.